Welcome to the BCS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of Code Newbie. And I'm Fadhi Joshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the BCS blog series. Today we're talking about compilers and lexing. This season of BCS is brought to you by Dev Discuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and a legendary voice in tech. So an unpopular opinion should be like, computers were a mistake. Was, <laughs> was this all worth it? And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech. I basically walk through this world through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened. As well as how little known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. We haven't really talked much about compilers, right? No, we haven't talked too much about them. In the last episode, we sort of were introduced to them. Yeah. That sort of happened by way of parse trees. But I never, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, compilers. And I never, like, defined it. (laughs) I just snuck it in there. I was like, we're going to talk about this tree. Oh, by the way, it's really compilers. Don't worry about that. And I feel like (laughs) compilers is one of those things that we're supposed to know. You, You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, as a developer, like, compiler, you know those things. I don't know how you're supposed to know that. Really? Though. It doesn't feel like one of those like basic computer science, like binary. Like you're just supposed to like know what binary is. Like maybe you don't know how to count in binary, but like you've heard it before. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, you know what I mean? It's I, like I feel the same way. Like people expect you to know it, but it's the same right. thing with binary. It's like, how are you supposed yeah. to know what it is? What is it actually? So like the same thing with compilers. Like, okay, I'm supposed to know it, but like, what is it? I just right. use it and I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, no worries. We're going to solve all of your problems by defining what a compiler is. So, Vaidehi, what is a <laughs> compiler? In the simplest terms, we can say that a compiler is just a program that reads our code. And when I say our okay. code, it could be any code. So, like any programming language. Your machine needs to have some way of understanding it. And so every programming language will have some way of understanding what you type. And basically, a compiler is that program that understands a language and translates it into another language, specifically Mm. a machine-friendly language, not a programmer-friendly language. Right, because when we're coding and we're using our programming language, it's made, I mean, it's made obviously for the machine because the machine has to understand it. But it's also kind of written for us mm-hmm. so that we can understand what we write and how to write it. Yeah, it's it's more for us in a way because like we are the ones who are writing it and in understanding right. it when we write it. But then because machines are so fast, 
we can compile it down into machine readable code. And mm. then the machine can do its job way faster. And that's good for the machine. It's like the machine friendly language. And then for right. us, we use the programming language, which is hopefully more human friendly. So what is a compiler, I guess, made of? Like what, <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> what are its parts and Sugar pieces? Sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> well, I, I guess a good way of answering this question is by thinking about what a compiler does. And that sort okay. of answers the question of like what it consists of. And a compiler has two really distinct phases to it. And obviously, like, this could change slightly depending on what programming language you're using, but every programming language when it's compiled has to do these two main steps. Okay. And these two steps are syntax analysis and mm -hmm. lexical analysis. And, Ooh. spoiler alert, we actually already learned about one of these because I snuck oh, it in. Nice. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, which one did we already learn? So in the last episode, we talked about, well, we were introduced to parsing and the concept right. of the parser and building parse trees using the syntax of a language. And actually, that is one of the steps of the compiler. That's called syntax analysis. And that's actually okay. the second step. So I like introduced us to the second step first. And today we're going to talk about the first step that happens before you do all of the parsing and the parser builds the parse tree. So that's lexical analysis. That's the first step in the process. So what happens in lexical analysis? So this is the phase where the compiler basically doesn't know or really care about the grammar of a sentence or even the meaning of like what the sentence is. And when I say sentence, I'm huh. like thinking it could be like any kind of text or like program. But in the last episode, we talked about parse trees and diagramming sentences and sort of relating that to code. So if we're continuing with that same metaphor, the first step isn't thinking about the grammar or the meaning of it. It's literally just figuring out the words. <laughs> it's okay. sort of like breaking up a bunch of compress things into individual pieces. Okay, can we do maybe an, an example of that so I can get a, a feel for what we're talking about? Yeah, let's do one. Are you in the mood for some Shakespeare? I am always in the mood for some Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Okay, <laughs> so let's do this one. Let's do to sleep, perchance to dream. Mm, nice. Hamlet. If we were to take that and we were going to do some lexical analysis and we we're going to give it to our compiler and say, hey, compiler, lexalize this. <laughs> <laughs> technical term, correct technical term. Lexicate. Lexicate. <laughs> not um, a word. <laughs> this is, definitely not. Um, what would it do? Well, we could kind of imagine that if you had this phrase and you sort of passed it from the program into the compiler – you could even imagine that all the white space would get stripped out. So really okay. what would happen is it would be a big bunch of text that to our compiler would read, to sleep, perchance to dream. So like no spaces, nothing. To sleep, perchance to dream. Yeah, just like all smushed together. Just smush into, <laughs> just into a, a thing. <laughs> just the way yeah. Shakespeare <laughs> wanted us to read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's not, we don't want that. Exactly. Well, yeah, we don't okay. want that. We have to make sense of it. We don't want to end with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we need to do in the first step of the compilation process, in the step of lexical analysis, we have to do two things to sort of fix this. First, we need to like scan this 
text, which we could say like, is like a line of code. In this case, it's sort of a sentence, but it's going to be the same thing with code. So the first thing we have to do is sort of like scan through it. And okay. then we need to evaluate what it is and mm. sort of break it apart. And so there's actually a little friend to help us out here. It's part of the compiler. It's called the Lexer, which, hey. <laughs> which matches this phase, the lexical analysis phase. Also, sometimes it's called the tokenizer. Okay. Both of those terms could show up. But really, they're doing the same thing. And the thing that they're doing is they are scanning and evaluating whatever input is given to the compiler. And that's the process of lexing or tokenization. So it takes in this phrase that's been squished into basically looks like just one long word. Mm -hmm. And it takes it and it scans it. And then what is it scanning for? What is it scanning to? What is this scanning step about? Hmm, great question. So that first step of scanning, which another thing to note is this is just like a little caveat. Sometimes you could have a separate program that just does the scanning. So you can have the Lexer slash tokenizer little friend program. And sometimes there's another program called the scanner that literally just does the scanning. And all it's really doing when it's scanning is it's taking in the source text or that source code one character at a time. And it's okay. literally just like reading it one character at a time. That is the process of scanning it. And what's interesting is that to the scanner, it doesn't really matter how big the file is because it's really only ever seeing one character at a time. Oh, interesting. And it's kind of cool because, because it's looking at this whole chunk of text, this source code, this source text, one character at a time, for each character that it sees, for each character in our sentence, for example, our scanner looks at the line and the column for where that character is located. So it's sort of like very systematically going do, 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 do to each character. And at each character, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I am at column one, line one. This is the character I see. Then it goes to the next mm. one. And it's like very, it like records very, it. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like recording it and like taking notes. Yeah, it's taking notes. And at the end of the day, when the scanner is done with its very systematic task, what it ends up with is you can kind of think of it as like the nerdiest Excel spreadsheet <laughs> where it has like, I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> I know the scanner is really going to resonate with your personality. I feel like, like you, it is, it is like yes. one with you, <laughs> but the scanner basically for every single character that it reads, it marks the line and the position of where that character was found. And it will effectively map each character to the line and column of where it lives. And it doesn't just do that for characters. It will also read like new lines and punctuation. And like it's important to remember that in code, like all of those things are part of the text. So like you might strip out white space, but if there are spaces, if there are commas, if you have like the end of a file, all of those things are recorded as, a, as like keystrokes, right? So that gets preserved in the source text. So the scanner will be like, okay, here's a comma. Okay, here's a space. Okay, mm -hmm. here is a new line. So now we've moved from line one, from line zero to line one, for example. And so mm -hmm. it's sort of like creating this giant, amazing mapping of literally every single character in your source text and where it lives, breaking it down to a very granular level. 
Okay, so once we have our beautiful spreadsheet full of <laughs> all the columns and rows and all these recordings, what do I do with them now? So now that you have all of that data recorded, effectively what you can do is you can transform this big chunk of text that we started off with into substrings. So you don't just have one big jumbled bunch of characters. You actually are like able to distinguish like where one starts and ends and where the next one starts and ends. And now you're like, mm -hmm. okay, now I can start to see individual words inside of this. And these words, they have a name called lexemes. Ooh, so those okay. are the individual substrings that you get once you're done scanning. Okay, so we've scanned. We have our lexemes. I think you said that the other step here is evaluating. Mm -hmm. Are we about to evaluate now or do we have some more stuff to do? No, we're about ready because we've broken up our big source text into individual pieces. So we've done the scanning and now we have words. And the next thing to do is basically read the words and figure out what they are, what they mean. Cool. So how do we do that? So the evaluating step is basically our compiler looking at each word and figuring out what kind of word it is so that it can turn it into something called a token. And Ooh. a token is a fancy word for like a special symbol, <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily have to be special. It just contains two things. A token has a token name and a value. So we might think like, oh, a string's not special, but it is a kind of token. Because mm -hmm. when a compiler looks at a bunch of characters, it needs to know like, is this a number character? Is this a string character? Is this like a multiplication sign? And all of these different lexemes need to be evaluated to whatever token they're equivalent to. So okay. you could imagine in the English language, a comma has a different meaning than the letter A because that's actually mm. a string, right? It means two different right. things. So each right. of those would sort of be different tokens in the English language. And similarly, when you're tokenizing any kind of programming language, the tokens you're dealing with, the way that you read the lexemes, the separate words, are going to be different. They're going to be based on whatever programming language you're compiling, what you're interpreting, mm -hmm. what you're making sense of. And so the tokenization process is really how we're giving more context to these lexemes. This is where the lexer takes over. So if you had a scanner taking care of the scanning, the lexer is going to take over and sort of determine, oh, okay, this lexeme, this word is this token. And it's going to sort of classify everything. Mm. And it's doing that's doing the work of evaluating itself. Okay. So we have our lexeme. Mm -hmm. Now we're tokenizing a lexeme. Now are we changing a lexeme into a token, or what is the relationship between those two? Yeah, sort of. We get like a basic lexeme. Like let's say you have a string. The lexer is going to look at that and be like, hmm, I need to classify this further. This is a string. I'm going to sort of convert this from just like a bunch of characters, and I'm going to represent it as a token. And it has a name, which is string, and it has a value, which is like mm. maybe the string per chance. And so it's like sort of taking a really simple little piece of data and turning it into a key value pair. And that's what that right. token is. It's adding more context to it. So if you imagine like if we did it for the English language, if we said to sleep, comma, per chance to dream, we would look at that comma and be like, oh, this is actually a 
punctuation token. And then we would create mm. this new little object that had a key or like a, a name called comma <laughs> or mm. punctuation probably actually. And then its value would be the comma. And so like if you had the same thing with like per chance, we would say, oh, this is a token of type string and its value is per chance. So we're basically okay. giving more context to each one of these lexemes and that's going to be really helpful down the road. Okay, so let's walk through this process with some actual code this mm-hmm. time. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. Can we stick with okay. Shakespeare? Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> of course. So let's take this idea of sleeping and dreaming. And let's do... <laughs> let's do var to sleep equals to dream. So the string to dream. Mm. And just to be clear, we're treating the quote to sleep or chance to dream just as a regular sentence. We're not actually interpreting the meaning of the word. So our use of equals is just to simplify things because to take that per chance idea and like codify it would involve randomization and a couple other things that we just don't need to get into right now. Mm -hmm. So if we were to go through this process, first we would scan everything and we'd kind of jumble it up into one unit. So instead of the one, two, three, the five parts, right? There's var, to sleep, equal, to dream. So instead of those five parts, it's just one big old part. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to categorize them, put them in our awesome nerdy spreadsheet where it says what line, what column each character belongs to. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we divide them into individual substrings, also called lexemes. Mm And then now we're ready to move on to our next part, which is evaluating. Mm -hmm. And for this evaluating step, we're going to tokenize them, which means we're going to look at this and we're going to give it a token name and a value. And so, for example, if we take our substring var and we were going to take that lexeme and tokenize it, Mm -hmm. we would say var is – it's not a string. It is a keyword. Yep. So we'll say var, you are a keyword, and your value is var. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then I might say to sleep, and to sleep is an identifier. So to sleep, you're an identifier, your value is to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then we have equal, which is our operator, to dream, which is our string literal. Mm -hmm. And then we have, what would the colon be at the end of that. Yeah, so if this is like JavaScript, you'd have a semicolon to end this variable declaration. And that would just be like a separator. And actually, that's like, it's interesting to think about because I think JavaScript doesn't require you to have semicolons. But if you do have a semicolon, then it definitely Mm. knows like, oh, this is like the end of a line. The, The compiler for JavaScript, I guess, basically know that whenever it sees a semicolon, oh, it's a separator. We're separating whatever came before Mm. it from whatever comes next. And it it has to be its own kind of token for that language. Cool. So we just, what do we decide this is called? Lexalize? Lexorate? (laughs) Lexical analysis? (laughs) (laughs) That one. (laughs) We lexically analyzed Mm, our, uh, a a little piece of code. So there we go. Yeah. And what's kind of cool is like, to sort of tie it back to the previous episode and to tie these two phases of compiling together, we'll recall from last week's episode, we talked about parse trees. And we did this example of like two times eight. And we were like, okay, we'll break it up. And two is an expression and times is an operator and eight is an expression. But we just happen to know how to do that because we're humans and we can like, we already can parse and scan Mm -hmm. things in our mind. But 
for our machines and for the compiler of a language, how would it know like, oh, times is an operator. It's not a string. You know, how does it know that? The reason it knows is because there was a step that came before it. And that step was the scanning and lexing step. And the Mm -hmm. tokenizer and lexer actually figured it out first. It figured out that times is a Mm. special symbol. It figured out that it's a token of type operator. And it took all that information. It figured out that information after scanning it. And that information was already taken care of and given to the parser. So when it created its parse tree, it actually had more context. The scanner Mm. had the least amount of context. The scanner... It's at the front of the battle lines. It's like, oh, I don't know. I got to make sense of this. And then it's like, all right, pass it along to the lexer. And the lexer's like, all right, I can sit down with this and sort of break it up and, you know, categorize everything. And then the lexer mm-hmm. passes along to the parser. And the parser's like, oh, great. Everybody's already done the <laughs> hard work of scanning. They've yeah. given me context. I just got to build this tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. how all of that sort of fits together and We started it with this parse tree thing, but actually now we took a step back and saw the things that had to happen before we could even build the parse tree. Yeah, so many steps, but I love how all these little pieces are working together to compile our code. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool is that as you learn more about compilers, you start to see that actually it's an algorithm to understand and to write out like what you need to do for every single character that you see Mm. when you're scanning and the parse tree is just a data structure and it's kind of Mm -hmm. cool because like when we started this whole podcast back in season one we were like oh data structures and algorithms like what do you do with them (laughs) and now we're like oh we're tying them together all of it together for compilers and the compilers are like the prerequisite to be able to type any code because that's Mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. our machine makes sense of it We're basically tying up all the loose ends in this final season, which is really great for me because I'm a big end (laughs) tire-upper. It makes me feel good to have like a ribbon on the top. (laughs) Yeah, ribbons are fun. Ribbons are awesome. And that's the end of today's show. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and make sure to check out Bidee's blog post. Link to that is in your show notes. Also, make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make. It's the first original podcast from Dev, a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Mm -hmm.